Previously on that Cthulhu John. You recognize the features of the dead Tommy Slick. Hey there, Lenny. You you ain't supposed to be here. I went crazy, Lenny. Now you are too. Oh. <laughs> Got yelled at by my grandmother for mentioning the necklace. I'm wearing it. Something about it is just starting to kind of bother you. As you enter the bathroom, you see the shower's already on, and you see down below it, Ginger, your roommate. I just started seeing it. It's just this shape. It's this weird, bending, changing shape. As you step out of the shower, you go to the bathroom mirror. In the steam, there's a strange design. It starts to oddly look like it's spinning almost. So I eat a little bit, get warmed up, get some strength back. I'm just like opposite wherever the front door is and watching that part of the wall of the building. My doze off. Heather, as she passes out, she knocks over her beard and it's starting to trickle away. But the part that's trickling away kind of forms this weird shape. Thanks for joining us for That Cthulhu John, episode 24. We are a real play Call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore, and with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. Hi, everybody. Chuck. I don't know where I am. And Jenny. Hi. It went away. It went away. Like a sneeze? Again. Fuck, man. So when we last left off, if I remember right, Heather and Walter were both at the Fireside Tavern. Mm -hmm. So down at the Fireside Tavern, there's this annoying woman named Julie, and she was, you know, being too loud, being too obnoxious, and she eventually wound up passing out on the bar, knocking over her beer. And Heather went to go clean it up with a rag. And she started to notice the beer swirling into a familiar pattern to her. The pattern started to continue to swirl and bend and twist and spiral. Heather, give me a sanity roll. Okay. Um, 90. Ouch. <clears throat> I'm assuming your sanity's lower than that. Yeah. Uh, 67. So, Heather, since you failed your sanity roll, you lose one point of sanity, and you react by shouting really loud, What the fuck? Walter, you hear her say that, and your scream still doesn't wake Julie, because she is just passed out drunk. <laughs> my girl Walter gets off his stool kind of comes down there a little bit like, what's going on I'm just uh, is there other people there still like are there other people in the bar too? there are other people at the bar and the other people at the bar they all get up and they're like whoa whoa, whoa what's what's happening because you know you're their bartender 
totally. Yeah. Walter walks over. He's like, everything okay, Heather? What, what, what's going on? And he looks at Julie, a little confused, and sees that she's passed out still. So he thought maybe, like, you know, some kind of fight broke out or something. Like, Well, Walter, you see the beer that's been spilt on the bar top. Uh, I mean, don't people spill stuff all the time? And he grabs a napkin and makes to wipe it up. He says, I'll help clean it up. Does he see the pattern? He doesn't look too much at it. Walter doesn't really notice the pattern or anything. He just sees spilt beer on the on the countertop. He's more worried about you. Yeah, exactly. He just starts yelling at him like, "Don't you see it? Don't you see that that pattern?" He's probably already wiping it up. He's like, "Uh, the spill?" He's probably even more confused now. Yeah, in the beer. It's the same one I saw earlier in the bathroom. It's it's I saw it in the bathroom at my house. My roommate saw it and and I passed out, and she's going crazy. Walter, Walter, you're hearing her just kind of babbling right now. You have no idea what she's talking about. She seems kind of overexcited. He says, uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll be okay. Uh, is, is there a rag back there? Maybe uh, something better than these these napkins? And he goes to, he looks kind of like over, or maybe like stands on uh, the bottom rung of a stool since he's kind of tiny. And looks makes to look over the bar for a trash can to throw the napkins into, and or grab a rag if there is one there. Heather, since Walter had been soaking this up, you notice that the uh, swirling and bending of the symbol seems to go away. It just looks like a beer spill now, like okay. you know the leftovers of after someone has wiped it up. You know, it's still got droplets behind, especially when you use the really shitty paper towels. <laughs> yeah, they just all moved about. Yeah, yeah, you need like a thousand just to soak up anything. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like those tiny drink napkins that you put like, yeah. you know, a half glass with a thin straw on top of. That little square yeah. guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The worst. <laughs> That's why I need a rag. Always need some bar rags. She just tries to like, oh, like snap out of it. She's just like, oh, it's, uh, sorry. Uh, it's been a, a weird day. I don't know. Maybe uh maybe I'm getting sick or something. I passed out in the bathroom at my house today. I don't uh, I don't know. I'm probably just tired. Sorry, Walter. And then she says to everyone in the bar like, "I'm good. Good. It's fine." When you actually initially said what the fuck really loud, you heard almost a collective <laughs> of the bar stools getting kicked out. <laughs> yeah. People's about to start throwing hands. Yeah. Are they, like, how close were the other people to me? Oh, the other people that were around Julie? Uh, there was a bar stool between Julie and each other customer that was okay. next to her. So she, okay. had a, she had some space. All right. So they heard me also ranting. Oh, they definitely Walter. heard you. Yeah. Okay. And uh, actually, the two other customers that are there kind of give each other a weird look. And uh, look back at you, and the one guy, Harold, says to you, uh, Hey, uh, everything okay there, Heather? Oh, yeah, uh, I'm fine, Harold. Sorry, I just, uh, I didn't sleep last night, and I had a couple shots while I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm probably just drunk, but she's not drunk at all. He says, oh, okay, and he gives a little nervous laugh, and... You know, leans back in his chair and just goes back to uh, watching the Flyers game. Uh, Walter tries to play it off a little bit. He's like, uh, well, maybe uh, you just need some water if you've been drinking. 
And uh, he tries to, you know... Take some of the heat off for a little bit if he can. I guess then I just try to wake up Julie, maybe Esquilder and Harold and anybody, like, around. If they could help mm-hmm. me, like, can, can you help me get this brought up? Sorry. It's just like... So you ask that of your customers, and Harold and the other guy, Curtis, get up, and they grab Julie, each under an arm, and they lift her up off of her bar stool and start dragging her out. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Shouldn't we call her a cab or something? We can't just toss her out in the cold. I mean, <laughs> she made a mess, but I mean, gosh, this is still a fine drinking establishment, isn't it? They go, yeah, but, you know. And they kind of look at each other, look at you, Walter, and they go, yeah, I guess you're right. And uh, Curtis speaks up and he goes, thought maybe the cold would snap her out of it, but. Well, he might have a point there. Is she wearing her jacket at least? Uh, no, she's not wearing her jacket right now. Her jacket's on the bar stool where she was sitting. Yeah. He's like, uh, I think she's probably going to need a coat at least. Let me, uh, let's, is she awake? He kind of like tilts ahead and looks in her face. It's like her eyes open. Yeah. You go in with your thumb and lift her eyelid up a little bit. And her eyes just kind of, it's not rolled up. It's just looking straight ahead. Oh, shit. Are there, like, little booths in the bar, too? Like, are there any kind of, like, seating besides just, like, bar stools? There are no booths. Just, like, high tops? Yeah, high top tables with the same bar stools around them. Does Sal have an office? Yeah, he took you back there before to tell you that the place was closing. I'm just going to ask the guys to, like, prop her up on the chair back there until she wakes up. Like, as long as there's no, I don't know. Sensitive material back there? Yeah, just like, guys, don't put her out. Come on. Act like like you've seen someone passed out before. Put her in a damn chair. (laughs) Like, not trying to kill the lady. Just put her in the chair in Sal's office. So you go to Sal's office. It is locked right now. However, you do have the key for it. And take that out on your little key ring. Open up the door. You tell the uh, other two guys, uh, Howard and Curtis, to sit Julie in the chair in Sal's office. Then what do you do? Do you lock the door? Is it like behind the bar kind of area? Like where is the office? Like is there a way I can keep my eye on the office? Oh, absolutely. No, I'll keep the door open, but also I take, like, one of the bar National Enquirer papers, how they have, mm-hmm. they're, like, ginormous, and unfold it four times, and I put it on top of his desk, because I don't want her puking on it. Good idea. Or, like, getting anything. <laughs> nice. And then just l- push the, like, rolly chair against the wall so she's kind of, like, propped up, mm-hmm. and just prop the door open so I can keep an eye on the happenings, because I probably shouldn't have put her in there in the first place, like. I just, I don't want her outside. I understand I don't that. know if Sal would love that I put her in a locked, <laughs> you know, where he keeps all his stuff, but. So you just leave Julie there in a position where she can't, like, choke on her own puke. Exactly. And it's, you know, it's approaching closing time. It's one in the morning. There's still a couple guys straggling on there, including Harold and Curtis. And, you know, Walter's still there, too. Uh, I'm going to try to break the mood a little bit and heads over to the jukebox, plays a little Credence Clearwater Revival. (laughs) You might revive uh, Julie with that. (laughs) Close the door. She might hear. She's coming for you. 
<laughs> oh my god, not another one of her songs. It's her favorite song. She loves her hillbillies. She said it. That's my job. <laughs> Your boss did say take care of her, so I think mm-hmm. the office is probably fine. He's trying to get some, I think. And $3 every drink? She's leaving me $3 every drink. Yeah, I'm going to keep you alive, Julie. In well, actually, Heather, uh, for the last couple out, for the last, like, two hours or so, she stopped tipping. Oh, great. Okay, I hate her again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it has it thinned out the crowd? Yeah, very much so. There's only like, including Walter, there's only like seven people there right now. It's not a bad okay. little crowd. Because I want to go up to Walter if he's somewhat by himself. Mm-hmm. Stand by the jukebox right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go up to him and tell him like, sorry about that. Like, briefly tell him the story about. Ginger seeing a symbol and then me seeing the same symbol and passing out. And then what Mm -hmm. I saw in the beer. But then also be like, I'm probably just like, I mean, we all probably have some kind of trauma from our experiences. Like, I probably should just like, I don't know, maybe like I'll call a shrink or. Maybe another psychic. Go see a psychic. And like, I just, I feel like we all should. But speaking of like. Hmm. Would you mind staying till the the end? Because, like, why isn't Lenny here? He's always here on Thursday. Uh, You see the expression on his face change twice by the time you finish your sentence there. (laughs) Once a bit of agreement when you mention uh, the thing about all of us maybe seeing a shrink. He hadn't really thought about that. But um, you kind of snapped his memory back to uh, the fact that Lenny uh, never checked in with us and... uh, he says, uh, geez, you know what? I hadn't really thought about either one of those. Uh, I guess with all the drinks and the uh, commotion here, I forgot all about Lenny. Um, yeah, no problem to stay till the end. Uh, I think we probably got to find her a, uh, a cab at some point. And he kind of does like the almost like a hitchhiking thumb thing, like <laughs> yeah. gestures to the back room. But um, yeah, maybe uh, you mind if I use the phone again? I'll uh, try Lenny's number again. No, go ahead. I'm going to go and try and wake up my friend Julie. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to shut it down early tonight. I mean, does it really matter? We're closing. Are you going to close up a little early before 2 a.m.? Yeah. If I can get the people out. I don't know. Of course. Of course. You just tell everyone you had kind of a hard day. And the remaining people there, the other six people, all kind of just go, you know what? We all love Heather, so... We'll pack up and go home early. I announce it, like, and f- try and be funny, so they, like, push it away. Like, sorry, guys, I'm- Heather's going bonkers tonight. I think I'm going to close a little early and take a nap. little truth in your <laughs> jokes. Yeah. But then we're having a kegger! No, he doesn't really say that. <laughs> then we're doing a fundraiser, guys, so give me all your money. All right, so I'll go in the office. All right. You go in the office, and Heather, and Heather you still see... Julie passed out in the chair. Walter says, uh, did she uh, did she show you her, her ID at any point? Maybe it's an updated address. Uh, I mean, could find a way to get her home at least. Yeah, I'm going to dig through her purse. Um, feel free to, like, you could just go behind the bar if you want. I'm going to go sift through the whole floor <laughs> of where all her purse exploded. If you want to, like, Walter, I trust you. If you want to go behind the bar and 
give Lenny another call. Like, this is just weird. He's thirsty Thursdays. And uh, he nods in agreement and shuffles on back to the uh, phone beyond the bar. Okay. Uh, you go to call Lenny again. You get his answering machine once more. Yeah, you know what to do. Beep. Hey, uh, Lenny, it's about quarter after one. We're still at the fireside. Uh, just checking in on you, buddy. Hope everything's okay. Click. Got one in before the beep this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he keeps it brief. <laughs> that was pretty fun. He looks, a, I mean, he's probably got a little furrowed brow uh, by the time he puts the phone down and uh, makes his way around to the other side of the bar. Uh, Heather, you are going through the exploded purse that had fallen on the ground after she was dragged out or dragged yeah. off of her stool, <laughs> almost dragged out into the street. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she's got like keys over there, multiple or more keychains than oh, keys. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Real gaudy. Got the surfboard from Florida. Mm-hmm. Stuff the, like uh, that. The Rocky Mountain can opener or bottle opener. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so many bottle openers. Yeah, bottle opener. It says, I got my crabs at Dirty Dicks. Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine something Jimmy Buffett related for some reason. You see a bunch of makeup splayed about, too. It sounds like a Jimmy Buffett song. There's also cards all over the place credit cards. Uh, Maybe your ID's amongst them. Uh, give me a spot hidden roll. A Mac card? That's what they <laughs> called them then. Yes, Mac cards. I need to visit the Money Access Center. 41. Out of? Oh, 58. All right. Amongst these cards, you see one that looks like an ID. You pick it up, and it is... An ID that says that she lives out in Montgomery County. Oh, god damn it. Didn't Sal tell me she's, like, new around here? Exactly. So this is her ex-husband and her house, probably. More than likely. Where her kids live. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, feeling well, triggered again. Yeah, there's triggered again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should just get her a cab to go there and like plop her on her front porch um i don't know i'm just shaking the shit out of her <laughs> does she wake up at all she wakes up a little bit she's like huh huh julie where uh, do you live where do you live where wait where is this you're at you're at the fireside we're closed it's time to go home no, fireside's a bar. This is yeah. like someone's office or something like that. No. And she goes back asleep God. again. Very good at this, George. God damn it. <laughs> um, shit. Do you continue to shake her? Yeah. Like, for a while. I feel like I'm just yelling in her face. Like, yeah. getting really mad. Like, just give me your address. Just tell me where you live. I'll get you a ride. I'm giving Julie a constitution roll right now. I'm threatening to bring her to her ex's house also. No. No, she did. She failed her constitution roll. (laughs) So while you're shaking her, 
she pukes. Ah. It throws up all over the newspaper that you have laid out. So Sal's desk is protected. (laughs) Sweet baby Jesus, thank you. Is everything okay back there? I thought I heard something, Walter says from the other side. (laughs) It's like, this bitch just puked all over me. (laughs) The the puke didn't get on you. Yeah, I know. I'm a liar. (laughs) He looks around for a trash can. Heather, the puke has formed another shape (laughs) that you start to see in the puke. There's like strands of mucus that have turned dark from the Jägermeister and beer foam and beer foam and it forms the symbol in her puke and it starts to bend and twist and you can smell the vomit too (laughs) and it's a double sickening feeling that you get give me a constitution roll followed by a sanity roll double roll Covered. Like to order a double sickening <laughs> feeling. <laughs> oh, that's good. Seventeen. Oh, for your constitution. Good. All right. Yeah. And I have seventy. So the hard. That's a yeah. You do not throw up. You manage to keep everything down. Now give me a sanity roll. I wish the seventeen would have been the second one that I rolled. Maybe you'll do even better. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe monkeys will fly out of my butt. Mm. 84 Ooh, Heather, you lose another point of sanity Lady Julie And again, you start to see this symbol It starts to bend and kaleidoscope in on itself You take the puke-riddled newspaper And thrash it across the room Trying to just get rid of this symbol (laughs) And puke just splatters across the walls. Oh, Jägermeister puke, too. Yeah, it's fucking gross. Uh, It got in the typewriter. God, Sal's gonna be pissed. You're gonna be here for a while cleaning this shit up. Yeah. But you don't see the symbol anymore. This is quit now. I want to say I scream to Walter that it's happening again. I just scream, it's happening again! You say it's happening again, but you've already slapped the newspaper across the room. <laughs> yeah. He was already looking for a trash can. Is there anything behind the bar that he can drag back there? Oh, sure. They got huge trash cans behind the bar. Two of them. All right. And he grabs that with one hand and a couple rags with another. Okay. You hear Heather scream from the back, It's happening again! Oh, shit. He double steps it. <laughs> Poor Walter. <laughs> What, Heather? What's going on in here? I, I brought the trash can and some rags. Oh my god, that's gross. <laughs> Heather, what do you say to Walter? This bitch puked all over Sal's table, but it, the pattern started happening again in, in the puke, the one I told you about. I, oh. I just keep seeing it over and over. Gosh, we gotta clean this place up. Uh. I know, Sal's gonna kill me. I should have never brought her in here. And I start, like, grabbing, like, I want to say I'm, like, grabbing her arm and trying to, like, pull the rolly chair out of the office now to okay. get her into the bar room. All right, so you bring her into the main bar. <clears throat> yeah, where it's 
easier to clean up if she pukes yeah, again. Yeah, Walter helps her with right. that. He doesn't want to make it any so worse. So you roll her out onto the main, you know, the main bar room, and you start spending some time cleaning up the puke on the walls. I'm gonna say it takes you an hour and a half. Has everybody else left at this point? So much for closing early. Yeah, everyone else has left at this point. So you don't wind up cleaning that shit up until about 2.30 in the morning. What about her? She's still passed out in the chair? She's still passed out (laughs) in the chair. She hasn't moved. She's just snoring really loud right now. Walter looks through her purse again for anything that might indicate a new address. Heather's like profusely apologizing to Walter. A letter, some mail or something. A temporary ID. Walter, give me a luck roll. Come on, Walter. She's got any pockets in her leopard skin or leopard print uh, long skirt? Uh, <laughs> uh, 75 is way higher than his look. Okay. So you start trying to find shit through her purse. There's nothing with her South Philly address on there. Um, what about her keychain? Does that look like it has any vehicle keys on it? It does not look like it has a vehicle key on it. Dang it. Hmm. I tell Walter that we should just splash her face with water. Just splash that bitch's face with a cup of water. It's so over this night. So, uh, well, <laughs> one other thought, too. Uh, you know... One of your customers had a good idea. I wonder, does this chair fit through the doorway? Or could we roll it to the doorway and open the door and see Do if I some cold to... air does bring it Absolutely. back Absolutely. Absolutely you can. So you roll the chair out the door. Give her the old cold air treatment. See if that wakes her up. <laughs> We're treating her like weekend at Bernie's. We're just bringing her everywhere we go with this chair. <laughs> Been there, done that with drunk people. So... You roll her out there and the cold air hits her. And after about a minute of staying out there, she suddenly jolts awake and starts to try to cover herself up. God, yeah. Hey, Julie, you're back. Hey, who are you? (laughs) I'm Walter. We met at the bar earlier. uh, You've been asleep for a little bit. We've been trying to figure out where you live so we can get you home. Oh yeah, Walter. You you can walk me home if you want. I know the way back from here. <laughs> this is uh well, I don't think uh, anybody should be walking right now, uh particularly in your condition. I'm not sure you'd make it far anyway. But I do have to give Heather a ride home. I could certainly give you a ride home too. So Alright, yeah, that sounds great. Where's which car's yours? <laughs> He's already starting to regret this. He says, uh, well, uh, we'll get there in a minute, but uh, now that you're awake, uh, let's get your coat on and uh, stand you up here. Can you walk? He tries to, like, pull her up. You try to pull her up from, you know, her slouched over position right now. And mm-hmm. she's able to stand. Although wobbly, and uh, yeah, he says uh, you can, uh, you know, put your arm around my shoulder if you need to. Uh, need a little, little steadying. 
And he goes to kind of guide her back into the bar to a bar stool. Okay, you guide her back into the bar. And you kind of plop her down on one of these bar stools. I said, all right, first part's done. She burps, and you just smell Jägermeister mm-hmm. and uh, Coors Bile. on her on her oh. breath. And it's just a combination of that, and it's hot, and it's fucking gross smelling. <laughs> says, oh, we're going to need a coat there, little lady. And he looks around for that leopard print. And then she goes, oh, yeah, hey, yeah. And she puts on her coat. She grabs her. She starts to gather her stuff up off the floor. She's like, what happened to my purse? Well, it's been quite the ordeal trying to wake you up and, you know, get you home. I think you might have knocked your purse over earlier. I try to blame it all on her. (laughs) And uh, she just, uh, give me a charm roll. Mm-hmm. Exceptionally charming at 15. <laughs> oh, somebody just rolled a two. No! So, You're gonna do it! <laughs> Exceptionally charming. Heard her hot puke breath. Uh, Somebody's yeah. gonna get it. So, Walter. Better mark that charm off. Oh, thank you. Point. Julie turns to you and she's like, hey, why don't you drop uh, the bartender off first and then you can drop me off in my place. <laughs> How you can come in. I got I got Jaeger in there. We could we could like party together <laughs> if you wanted. So, well, I uh. I'm not sure I can party on your level, to be honest with you, Julie, but uh, I think for tonight, we should focus on getting you home. She's like, yeah, I uh, partied my purse off. Look at that shit. (laughs) And she starts, she's still trying to pile shit into her purse. (laughs) I my purse off. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm going to say that every time I drop my purse in the future. (laughs) At least weekly. Done <laughs> <laughs> parted your purse off again. In my purse off. Oh, man. Coin new phrases. Uh, so, uh, so she gathers her shit up and puts it in her purse. And she looks like she's ready to go, although she's, you know, not very steady. She's got one eye closed. She looks like she's on the verge of puking again, but it's holding it together. Uh, gosh, he's you know he's still kind of nervous about the whole puking in the car thing. He's like, uh, "You uh, need to use the bathroom or anything before we go. Uh, we still got a few more things we should do here before we leave." I can grab Heather can grab one of those pla- those paper bags too that you put six packs in. Okay, like for your car ride. Yeah, maybe maybe double it up. I'm uh, probably gonna need your help getting her in the house. Yeah, I think. So. I think so, but I, I uh, think she might want you to go in alone, Walter. Ooh. If you uh, want, you can drop me off first. He blushes. He's like, uh, <laughs> gosh, you know. Julie overhears you and goes, yeah, we're gonna. She goes over to you, Walter. She puts her arm around you. She's like, we're gonna, gonna have, we're gonna keep this party going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, gosh. Thirsty Thursdays. Ooh. She thirsty, all right. <laughs> she thirsty. <laughs> oh, nice. gosh. He says, oh, you're really not making this easy, are you there, Heather? <laughs> Heather's def- <laughs> definitely laughing. He's <laughs> <laughs> having a blast with this. I'll mouth the words. Like, I'm sorry, but she's still hysterically laughing. She's not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Mm-mm. Yep, yep, yep. He says, well, uh, he looks around the place. Does it look like we're pretty much closed up and ready to bounce? Yeah, yeah. Only thing left is to put the uh, the bar stools upside down on the bar. And you guys all do that. Not everyone. Julie doesn't <laughs> do it. But Walter helps out, Heather. You have cleaned up Sal's office. And it is about 2.45 in the morning now. You guys kind of drag Julie into Walter's car. Mm -hmm. You put that doubled up paper bag in front of her, just in case she pukes again. (laughs) So uh, you mind uh, sitting in the back with her there, uh, Heather? Just in case I need a... uh... Yeah, I totally understand. (laughs) Like, fun is fun, but... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I'm like, done messing with him. (laughs) <laughs> so you sit in the back. You sit in the back with Julie. Julie. And she starts talking your ear off, telling you about all these times that she's partied, uh, talking about, oh, man, this one time I was out and I saw, believe it or not, I saw Leonard Skinner open for Jerry Lee Lewis. I swear to God. I swear to God, Heather. And she's like... Is there, and her hot ass wh- breath. Yeah, her hot breath is in your oh, ear. Man. Her hot breath is in her ear. And she's like, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? You can tell me whatever you want if you could just get a little bit like further away. You smell like puke. <laughs> she goes... <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of lays back a little bit. And she passes out again. Perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Did she at least give us an idea of where we're going? Do we yeah, know did where she, she lives? Did she tell us where she, she lives? She did. She told okay. you where okay. she lives, and it's about a 10-minute walk from the fireside. Great. Yeah, that's why she can just walk there. Mm-hmm. But apparently still needs to be driven home. <laughs> but you take her home to her address. Uh, she lives at around, like, 10th and more. Drop her off there. And then I guess you go drop Heather off? Uh, yeah, gosh. Sun will be coming up soon. Um, he <laughs> says, um, uh, is, is everything okay uh, with you? I mean, uh, after we get Julie in her place. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I know we've all uh, been through some stuff, but, uh, you know, I guess... Uh, something you said earlier about maybe seeing a shrink or uh, something like that. I don't know. I guess that kind of resonated, but you seem okay now, but... uh... I don't know. This is... I don't know. Why is my roommate seeing it? She doesn't know anything about, like, what we've been through. I don't know. Mm. Maybe I'm tired. That's a damn good point. uh, It's just too weird. And, I don't know. Like, where's Lenny so he could tell me this is all bullshit? Everything's freaking me out. This bitch is puking all over the place. I'm passing out, seeing weird stuff. Like, where the hell's Lenny? What's, like, just what's going on? Your place is getting robbed. I I don't know. I don't know. Everything's, like, the world's nuts. 
Gosh, when you lay it all out like that, uh, I suppose we really have been going through it. Damn. I'm afraid I've got more questions than answers, but um, if you think you're okay here tonight, uh, actually, he stops mid-sentence. Uh, you said your roommate saw it too. Is she okay? I mean, is she uh, kind of going through it like you seem to be tonight? Well, she was um, kind of a mess before I left, but I mean, I had to go to work. That's why I wanted to close up early. Besides me losing my marbles, I wanted to like come home and see how she was doing, but but I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to go home. I'm going to have a glass of wine and I'm going to go to bed. Okay. All right, so mm-hmm. Heather, you head back into your apartment. Open the door. The apartment's dark. You turn on the light and you see that uh, everything looks like it's in place like it usually is. You see that the door to Ginger's room is closed. Your bedroom door is also closed. Everything seems pretty normal in here. So I, uh, I tell Walter, like, I'm good. Like, thank you so much for, like, everything tonight. Like, I would literally have lost my shit if you weren't there. I mean, between watching me go nuts and cleaning up puke and helping me drive a drunk lady home, like, I just, I really appreciate it. But if you could do me one more favor, because it's Heather... (laughs) <laughs> Can you call me when you get home and let me know if you see Lenny's truck? Like, I don't know. It's just bugging me out. Where the hell is he? He nods. He says, yeah, I was uh, actually going to say the same thing. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, just relax and have a glass of wine and hopefully I'll have some good news for you in a few. All right. Thank you so much, Walter. She gives him a hug. In the meantime, let's get back to Lenny. So, Lenny. You are still up at the cabin, the wood cabin in the Poconos. You have a fire roaring right now. Nice and warm. You're nice and warm at this point. However, the tips of your fingers are still killing you. They hurt now. They hurt pretty bad. You have been there for a couple hours now. And the tips of your fingers have still been hurting you this whole time. Just keeping my armpits. I'm not trying to keep them warm for now, I suppose. Do you still have your gloves on? Um, I guess I probably would have taken them off. Lenny, when you when you take your gloves off, you yeah. see that the tips, very tips of each of your fingers, are completely white. Oh. Well, white tips. White tips. They they um, are totally white. Hmm. And they're like sticks growing out of them, right? I'm not turning into a... <laughs> Nothing like that. Instead, you have just gone through, you know, a couple of dry goods, beans, in a can, some granola that they have up there. Um, what time did I wake up? I have a watch, I assume. What time did you wake up? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I passed out again, and I said I was just... Yeah, he was propped up against the wall with a shotgun in hand and kind of nodded off, because I was wondering if there oh, was even a bed in that cabin. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. You nodded off. You didn't pass out. Was there a bed or a couch? There are couches, but they're in front of the windows. Do I have some aversion to the windows? You're, you're the one that didn't want to look out the windows. I mean, well... After a little bit of being propped up there, I probably might lay down on the couch to try to help my back a bit, but... Okay, Lenny. 
until the sun comes up, I, I probably won't go anywhere. Okay, Lenny, when you stand up walk to walk door. to the couch, you can't help but look out the window. When you okay. look out the window, you see nothing out front of the cabin. There are no people. There are trees only. And you notice that you also don't see your cab. The truck? Your truck is missing. Oh, no. I guess I don't have the keys on me. Then I check my pockets. You have the keys. There was a kill switch on it, wasn't there? Did we... <laughs> we never established uh, that. What happened to the... Well, it was like up the highway or the, up the driveway a little bit. You know, maybe it's just like out of, out of view. I don't know. Maybe I just can't see it from here. That could be. Um, I'm not going to worry about it now. I need to worry about this back before I travel. Right. Yeah, your back's all thrown out. So, Lenny, you continue to try to, I guess, straighten your back out? Yeah, just kind of you know, get comfortable and rest it. Sleep up until... Till morning, I suppose. All right, give me constitution roll. Um, oh. 82 is not going to do it. That time. So, Lenny, yeah. You, you know, get up to the window, you sit on the couch, and it's just, it's so comfy. Just kind of <laughs> doze right off again. I had a big day, you know. You um, certainly had a big day. And I hurt myself. Honestly, I think it's the best option. Maybe just throw some more wood in the fire and then try to sleep until all this just blows over, right? <laughs> I won't be tripping anymore. Lenny, you fall asleep and you have a dream. Lenny's big day out. In your dream, you are sitting with your boss, Chucky. And you're sitting across from each other in an Italian restaurant. It's super stereotypical in your dream. The, the tablecloth is, you know, that red and white plaid. So you're sitting down with him at a restaurant. And you are just kind of jamming food into your mouth in this dream. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> Chucky starts to talk to you. Good people. And he says to you, Lenny, I feel like you and me are kind of cut from the same cloth. And you try to reply, but your mouth is full of food. <laughs> and Chucky says to you, Lenny, have you noticed what you're eating? <laughs> and you look down, and it's a bunch of garter snakes <laughs> with red sauce on them. I stopped chewing. I, was like, uh, uh, I just let it fall out yeah you let it fall out your mouth Blah. oh no i used a napkin and then the waiter comes oh. over and he says is that their problem there fuck face <laughs> and you look up and there's this weird looking snake person there uh it's got arms and legs but they're kind of almost vestigial and the rest of it's a giant serpent and he looks to you hey there asshole what's wrong with my <laughs> Fucking spaghetti. Uh, I look down at it again. Is it, is it... And he and then he grabs the he grabs the snakes and starts jamming them down your fucking throat. And then you wake what up. Dream. What a dream. A snake is feeding him snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty intense. Oh. And then you wake up and it is dark outside. 
you're not sure what time it is. Do you have a watch? Can I, can I check it? You can check your watch, and it is about two in the morning. Okay. Um, back feeling any better? Your back feels a lot better now, actually. Put some more wood on the fire, and um, maybe I should try to bury this dude, or at least halfway. It's two in the morning. You need a bowl full of snakes with red sauce, <laughs> parmesan. That's the breakfast know. of champions. I don't know if I'm ready to go back to sleep. I don't even know if I'm ready to go outside, honestly, especially in the dark. You know what? Think, come to think of it, I'm going to just put some more wood on the fire and lay back down. All right, you go to put more wood on the fire. So you decide just to kind of go back to sleep again till the morning? Yeah, just stay off my back and, I don't know, just think about what happened, what I'm going to do. I don't know. Um, try not to freak out, I guess. But rest the back until there's some light so that I'm not snuck up on by some snakes. I gotcha. So, Lonnie, you go back to sleep again in the warmth and safety of this cabin. Heather, relative, you were dropped off and your apartment seemed okay. Ginger's door is closed. Do you want to bother her or do you just want to go to your room? Is it like locked? Like, do we... I don't know. You guys don't usually like lock- have those little push locks. You might have the push locks on there, but not like a key lock. Yeah, they're they're all yeah. indoor doors. I probably try and like turn it if I can do it really quietly and just look in to make sure she's in there and then close it. Like I don't have anything to say to her. I just want to see that she's there. You go to turn it. You open the door. Just crack it open a little bit, and you can see the sliver of light peek through. The room's completely dark otherwise. And you just kind of take a peek in and you see a figure under blankets. Okay. Close it back up then. Okay. All right. So, Heather, what do you do? Uh, Crack a bottle of wine? Yes. All right. Have yourself a glass and go to bed? Yes. Heather, tonight you have a dream too. God damn it. This is actually this is actually a recurring dream for you. It's a recurring dream in which you are a mermaid. <gasps> Love it. <laughs> yeah. You're a mermaid, you swim through the sea. A princess dream. Yes. I love it so much. You swim through the sea and you make friends with the fishes, the sharks. It's like actually my real life dream. A Jamaican yes. lobster. It's like literally. As a person in real life and not Heather, this is my dream life. (laughs) (laughs) And then waves start crashing down on you. This is part of the dream, though, and it kind of pushes you down a little bit into the ocean as the force from these waves come down. However, this time, the waves push down harder and harder and harder, and you're forced into the darkness of the ocean below. You've never felt this part in your dream. You notice all of the light dim out. You can f- almost feel the pressure of the water around you. And then you see a yellow light off in the distance. You can't feel anything but compelled to go towards this light. It's the only thing you can even see. So you charge to swim towards the light, waving your mermaid tail behind you. <laughs> and as you get closer to the light, it starts to illuminate long needle-like teeth that then pulls back and you can see the rest of the anglerfish 
that then goes to consume you and you wake up. Oh, dear God. It's about five in the morning when you look over at your digital alarm clock. And that's where we're going to end this episode. Oh, oh, my God, guys, they are so scary. What? Yes. Anglerfish are terrifying. What? Anything from like the the blackness and the deep ocean. Like all those creatures are terrifying. Just like translucent and everything's about bioluminescence and stuff. Is this real life? Yeah, that's a real thing. This is not what is at the walls when you go to like bonefish. They do not have these hanging around. Bonefish. It's just all straight up trout. I've only ever oh, been to Bonefish Grill once, and I drank about a bottle of wine at Bonefish after an open bar wedding, and I Dang. puked all over the fucking place. All over the boss's office? Uh, no, it wasn't the boss's <laughs> office. It was the bathroom, and I think I filled an entire urinal oh. with puke. You're the person. You're the person who pukes in the urinal. Oh, yeah. I've been trying to figure out. <laughs> Why am I cleaning puke out of a urinal once a week? It's like right next to the toilet. Right. Yeah. Uh, it drives me crazy. It's a peeve. Yeah. Meanwhile, I mean, I did black out a couple months ago and puke in the sink in my own bathroom, so. Watch out for that puke, though, because it could start to form weird shapes that may bend and twist and spiral. <laughs> but remember, until next time, sanity is overrated. Bye. <laughs>